Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome to the Big Blue Insider. Dick Abreu with you on a Wednesday edition of our program. March Madness is underway. The first four played last night. Got to watch a lot of that, and man, were they good games. Hope you had a chance to check it out. I'm going to go over my bracket with you in just a moment, see if it jibes up there. I'm not going to go over every game, but I'll just tell you who I've got to the final four. I don't have a whole lot of upsets, but it's just been a bizarre season for college basketball, as you know, and hard to pick them this year. So uh, one year in the uh, KYT pool, I filled out a couple of brackets, and one of them, just out of curiosity, I picked a favorite in every game. And again, this would, of course, alter or change from year to year. Or vary, I should say. But um, that year, the, the favorite team won about half the time. Took it all the way through. And I, I had to guess at a couple when they were the same seeds, you know, as we got to the Final Four. But, um, yeah, I took the chalk and didn't make any money with it. So, anyhow, uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Because the Wildcats are getting ready, as you well know, for the NCAA tournament opening up down in Greensboro. They will do so with All-American Oscar Sheebway, named again, this time to the second team by the Associated Press. First Kentucky player to earn All-America accolades in consecutive seasons since Tayshaun Prince did it back in 01 and 02. It just doesn't happen anymore. Guys just don't stick around. As you know, Oscar, shoot, he may come back next year. Who knows? Uh, thanks to NIL. But he's averaging 16.5 points, 13 rebounds, and does that for the second straight year. Only player in the country averaging 15 points, 10 boards, 1.5 steals, and a block per game. And this, as you know, is after a slow start. Physically and mentally, slow start thanks to that knee surgery. And I think as the season began to pick up steam, we realized that knee surgery wasn't just a minor procedure. It's, it's always a minor procedure when it happens to somebody else. But as I've said before, I've had three knees done, nothing drastic, but I've had two scopes and one where they open you up. And it's just a physical and mental grind to come back. But there's always a moment where you know you're going to have to, if you're, if you're active at all, you're going to have to do something on that bad leg that you haven't been doing for several months. And I can't imagine what it's like playing basketball the way Oscar does. And just trying to put your faith in that leg. And, and, you know, after that first time, you don't think about it. But it's quite a buildup to that. So Oscar becomes the 12th John Calipari All-American. And he's leading the country for the second straight year with rebounds per game. So he'll lead the Wildcats into the tournament. But so will the team captains. John Calipari talked about it on Sunday. We talked about it last night. Jacob Toppin, Lance Ware are the team captains now for the basketball Wildcats, which I think is a really interesting development in that Calipari names captains prior to the tournament, but he's pushing every button he can. And it reminds you of, and he talked after the fact about last year when the team was so down because guys were injured, they were depressed. They couldn't play properly. The season was slipping away from them. They felt that Calipari knew it. You could see it. You know, the, the, so many guys were hurt including Kellen Grady with the plantar fasciitis, that Calipari tried to be Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, you know, Mr. Mary Sunshine. Everything's great. Everything's going to be great. And he could tell that it wasn't at what turned out to be the end of the season, way too premature. So uh, Calipari pushing every psychological button he can for whatever he lacks in X's and O's. I do think he's a good 
psychological kind of coach. So you'll hear all the tournament right here on 630 WLAP. Coming up this weekend, weather permitting, Kentucky baseball. Wildcats open up with Mississippi State open conference play with Mississippi State. And they will do so with, once again, a national player of the week, Hunter Gillum. And he did it again last night as the Wildcats broke open a close game thanks to Gillum's three-run homer. But he also had an RBI double. He had an RBI single. In the last six games, he is 16 for 21. That's a 640 average. He has scored six runs. He has six doubles, a triple, the homer. He's knocked in 16 runs, a couple of walks, hit by a pitch. He's reached base safely in all 17 games this year. Has an 11-game hitting streak, which coincidentally, that's how long the Kentucky win streak is right now. Oh, and by the way, Gillen with multiple hits in six straight games. Kentucky avenged a 20-7 loss in Bloomington, last season so that six run six inning did it and the pitchers once again held opponents to three or fewer runs for the 13th time in 17 games struck out 11 batters of 21 it was a run rule game 10 run rule took effect 12 to 2 but Gillum's killing a ball Aaron Koffel had two home runs Grace Lorsing with a key long ball on the top of the six Kentucky v St. Louis six to three in St. Louis last night. Wildcats were supposed to play Liberty tomorrow, but with impending weather, that's been called off. But the softball Wildcats now are 17-5-1. So they're rolling as well. I hated to see Mississippi... I mentioned the first four last night, and I hated to see Mississippi State lose. Uh, you know, you kind of root for the SEC, but my man Neil Price, of course, is the radio voice of Mississippi State football and basketball now. So I know he was enjoying calling an NCAA tournament, and it was a great game. And in fact, uh, Pittsburgh won. Pittsburgh threw in a bunch of threes. Mississippi State worked for the last shot. Only had a couple seconds to get it off, but they got a great look. And they had a wide-open three. They swung the ball so well. They had a wide-open three at the end. But it just didn't fall. And Mississippi State is eliminated. Texas A&M Corpus Christi also won in the first four. And now that's the team. The Islanders, that campus is on an island. Uh, the Islanders now will go on to play Alabama. I have picked Alabama to win the NCAA tournament. I think all the distractions it has had, uh, will will still, I think, affect the team. But I do have Alabama winning because their they're one opportunity to just think about basketball is the tournament. And I think they're going to beat Marquette in the Final Four. I've also got Houston, despite the fact that right now they're down one of their best players, going to the Final Four. And Kansas, it's very chalky. Marquette's a two-seed. But of late, the chalk is held up in the Final Four. Um, I did pick Southern Cal to upset Michigan State. I did pick Kentucky to win two games, in fact, and lose to Marquette. Started to pick Drake over Miami, but I went back to the Hurricanes. I have Iowa State upsetting Xavier in the second round. I have TCU upsetting Gonzaga in the second round. But other than that, pretty chalky. Alabama's going to be Creighton. I really like Creighton. Uh, I got Creighton upsetting Baylor, in fact. So I've got Creighton going to the Elite Eight. I actually have Duke going to the Elite Eight, forgive me, losing to Marquette. Houston's going to be Texas. Kansas will beat UCLA to go to the Final Four. 
Alabama and Houston will play for the championship. And playing a hunch, I got Alabama winning it. Up next, they'll take us back to the night the lights went out in Georgia, or at least the SEC basketball tournament was delayed by a tornado. That's coming up on 630 WLAP. Download our free iHeartRadio app and take us with you. Presented by Isaacs and Isaacs Injury Lawyers. We win.com. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. The same great food you're accustomed to can now arrive at your door. The Cellar Bar and Grill on Lansdowne Drive in the Signature Club is open for delivery and Uber Eats. Check out our full menu online at CellarGrill.com. That's CellarGrill with an E dot com. You can also follow the Cellar on social media or call us at 317-8301. From the Cellar Bar and Grill to your door tonight, call 317-8301 now for the Cellar Bar and Grill delivery. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. We specialize in keeping your home safe. IPM Pest and Termite has a 5.0 on Google reviews, an Angie's List Super Service Award for the past seven years, and a member of the BBB. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Millers, if you can dream it, we can design it. Hey, Chef, look at all this stuff I got from Seaworth Superstore. New ovens, ranges, fryers, hood systems, refrigerators, back bar coolers, bar supplies, pizza equipment, kitchen supplies, sinks, and utensils. Uh, that's great, Barry. Just where are we going to put it all? Megan Adams here with Seaworth Superstore. And I want you to know that we don't just provide commercial kitchen equipment and supplies to restaurants, mobile trucks, caterers. Let's not forget about all the pool houses, concession stands, and many more. We have an in-house design team to provide you the expertise to design an efficient space. Seaworth provides CAD and Revit 3D drawings, giving you a virtual walkthrough of your space. We will work with your chef to design the kitchen to best suit their needs. And all of our new and reconditioned equipment comes with warranties. Visit SeaWorthSuperstore.com. Stop in at 1403 Versailles Road. Or you can call me, Megan, at 859-269-5964. SeaWorth Superstore, your commercial culinary connection. Only iHeartRadio gives you access to all of your favorite radio stations. It's the Woody Show. Hello, hello. Rod Ryan Show, check it in. All of the once-in-a-lifetime events. Alter Ego, are you ready? Playlists, my favorite music, everything. all of the great podcasts for every interest, stuff they don't want you to know, all of the mind-blowing contests, $20,000, awesome. all of your favorite superstars, this is Dave Grohl from the Food Fighters, and best of all, it doesn't cost a thing, download the absolutely free iHeartRadio app now. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider, Dick Abreu, with you. Coming up a little bit later on, Doug Flynn will talk about the baseball Wildcats who open conference play 
coming up this weekend. Our Western Bureau Chief Gary Moore will join us as well. But I want to look back a little bit today because this is an anniversary date. So was yesterday, in fact, uh, of a weird day in U.K. basketball history. It was on this day in 2008 that Georgia upset Kentucky, although it wasn't a very good Kentucky team, quite frankly, but it was an upset. It looked like Dennis Felton was on his way to being fired. And, in fact, he was, but he, he got an extra year of, of employment because Georgia won the Tornado Tournament. In other words, Georgia won it the year the tornado was moved out of the dome over to Georgia Tech, and they won two games in one day and won the championship. Uh, side note on that, when they were meeting with the coaches and the administrators uh, after the tornado and they were deciding we can't play in the dome, we got to move, Dennis Felton was a guy who was saying, and I was told this by somebody in the meeting, uh, hey, guys, if we all pull together, we can do this. We, it's going to be hard. They obviously couldn't space it out and play on Monday because of Selection Sunday. So uh, they knew they had to play two games in one day and decide their champion. And, and, and Dennis Felton kept saying, I'm told, uh, guys, pull together. We can do this. Come on. It's what's best for everything to play the two games instead of trying to do something else. And then at the postgame press conference, after he wins, he sits I was there. He sits there saying, I can't believe they made us play two games in one day. That's not fair to the kids. That's not fair. To, you know, it was it was awful. You know, and it seemed weird at the time. And you know, but I'm I'm thinking, well, what else are you going to do? Then I come to find out later he was the cheerleader for one of the cheerleaders for that solution. But I digress. Um, I was producing that game on radio for the SEC Radio Network on Sirius XM. My play-by-play man was a buddy of mine now named T.J. Reeves, who is the sidelines reporter for Billy Rutledge's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. T.J.'s been on the show before. Mark Wise was my color man. Mark was on last week, and we talked about this, about the anniversary coming up. But I wanted to talk to TJ as well. So he's coming up in a couple of minutes to talk about it. I did his show yesterday. He's doing my show tonight. But uh, Mark, of course, the former head coach at Lindsey Wilson. His wife was a longtime assistant coach, a volleyball coach at Kentucky, and even longer time head coach at Florida, where her teams for years dominated the league. And now they got Kentucky coming at them uh, and very well, I might add. But what I wanted to do was grab some of the audio from Sirius XM from back then. And if you recall, Alabama was playing Mississippi State. There was a great article in Sports Illustrated about the kid who hit a couple of free throws. I want to say, I can't remember which team it was, but uh, anyhow, put the game into overtime. If he hadn't hit those free throws, the fans at the game at that point would have streamed into the Alabama night and quite possibly have been hurt or killed by the tornado. But because of the free throws in the overtime, they stayed in the building. And so we'll pick it up just before TJ notices what's going on in the building when it suddenly got really cold because the, the winds had torn a hole in the roof. And my guys, we had to stay on the air, of course, until we found out what was going on. They eventually finished the game. Then we had to stay on the air until they told us when the next game was going to be because on satellite radio, you have to know when you're signing on next so they can program the computer and it reads out on your, on your satellite radio next broadcast at whatever. So Mark and TJ had to stay on the air 
And I was running back and forth getting information from league officials and bringing it to them, sometimes putting a headset on, hopping on the air. Uh, my son, Jack, at the time was in high school. He was with me, kind of my runner, my production assistant. He was trying to help out. TJ's dad was with us as well, uh, which was cool. And uh, so he'll give a listen to what it sounded like. This is just a, a small excerpt of, of how those guys remained very calm, very professional, and they were describing and explaining what was happening in the Georgia Dome, now defunct, there's a new one, but in the old Georgia Dome 15 years ago. G is muscled and fouled and will go to the free throw line coming up here. And I'm not sure what's going on here inside the Georgia Dome. The building is shaking around us. A scary situation in the Georgia Dome with the clock stopping here. Yeah, there's rumbling. Yeah, the clock That's has not thunder. stopped, and there is rumbling in the building up above us with the game 64-61. And, and people are screaming for an the evacuation exits. going on. All right, there is some kind of situation, a dangerous situation going on. There is dangerous the weather over the area. And there are now items falling from the ceiling here. A scary moment as the Georgia Dome shakes from the roof at the top. It is not a hard roof at the top. But the building literally shaking here with 2.11 to go in overtime. And we have delayed things inside of Atlanta. It was almost... As the crowd began to turn and look, it was almost as you looked There's up. There's an open area. Something has fallen through. Maybe lightning struck. I, I mean, I'm guessing, but there looks like there's a torn part. Again, this is the tarpaulin part of the roof here inside of the Georgia Dome. And there is a thunderstorm, and the PA announcer is making an announcement. The teams have left the floor and gone to the tunnel, and a lot of the people began to evacuate and head for the exits as the building began to shake. So we've got some chaos here in overtime. And there is like confetti yes. coming down. That is part of the roof is what that is. The roof tore open at the far end of the Georgia Dome, back behind where the court is not being used, and it is raining part of the roof now towards the floor where that rip that you identified occurred. Well, we heard a loud pop. Yes. We knew something was up. And then rumbling from the outside. And now part of the roof has ripped open and is raining almost like if a pillow in a pillow fight explodes and you've got feathers and God knows what else. And this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in a basketball game. I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to continue because, as Dick Gabriel points out, you can actually feel yes. the building has gotten colder here in the last minute. Well, the interesting thing here with 2.11 to go in this game, you've got an overtime game here. You've got a late game to follow. You still have some of the temporary lights and uh, structure behind us that are still swaying from the roof shaking. And I'm not so sure that the building may not, and again, we're speculating on severe weather, Mark Wise. I'm not so sure that the building was not perhaps struck by lightning, and that may have caused what went on with the roof. There is, as we look back behind us, there is one section that, that I don't know that you'd even call it the roof. It's kind of in between the wall and the, and the roof area, the upper deck, that has an opening like somebody has taken a, a can of... Uh, 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 a Vienna sausage or right. something, you know, and opened it. 
And that is what it looked like. That was an accurate account. Eyewitness, of course, as TJ mentioned, suddenly stuff started falling. It looked like confetti, but it was, you know, part of the roof that was coming down. And you all know where you were when that happened, either watching or maybe you were there in Atlanta listening to Tom Leach, perhaps. Um, some of you might have been listening to us, but it was an ordeal. But you didn't think of it at the time because it was history in the making. And... You know, it popped up on CNN, the, the the telecast of the SEC tournament. They wind up taking it as CNN. Hey, this is going on. And they had the feed coming in their building, so why not? Uh, my son and I walked back to the hotel that night, saw a, a car that was completely covered in bricks because the tornado had bounced off a building and it covered this up to the windshield, had covered this car in bricks. Imagine walking out to your car, fishing for your keys, man. I got to get home. And seeing your car covered with bricks. Uh, thankfully, not as many people were injured. They didn't have a lot of fatalities. I think they mentioned that one in Atlanta. We were so lucky when that happened and, and there weren't more injuries. There was a lot of damage, no question about that. But it also really upset the uh, SEC tournament. And I remember the next day, and you might recall this, you weren't supposed to be able to get in with the ticket they decided it's just going to be family members and staff members in the arena kentucky fans surrounded the building some of them talked their way in some of them showed tickets said oh we have tickets and some of the people wearing the yellow windbreakers didn't get the message they let them in some fans climbed the fence there's a wrought iron fence around the georgia tech basketball arena it's not very tall there's no barbed wire or razor wire there were kentucky fans who climbed the fence to get in and so there was a more of a kentucky crowd than there was anybody else which i get hey blue gets in right so and some of the people were upset about that uh, and rightfully so you know they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have gotten in and they eventually tried to rectify the situation but bottom line was the wildcats lost to georgia and the bulldogs went on to win the sec title and they won an extra year of employment, an extra year on the payroll for Dennis Felton, the former Western Kentucky coach who had gone to Georgia and did not succeed, but he got an extra year, and the following year they fired him. So anyhow, uh, no disrespect to Dennis Felton, but things did not work out in Athens for him, but they certainly did that weekend. Coming up next, T.J. Reeves will join us from his home in Tampa, and we will talk about that night in the dome when the tornado hit and everything went crazy. Back in just a minute here on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. In a 30-second commercial for Absolute Services, we wouldn't have much time. We could barely fit in that every job we do is guaranteed by a 10-year no-fine-print guarantee. Every furnace, every air conditioner, every water heater, covered for 10 full years. And right when you start thinking, now wait a second, tell me more about this, we'd be at the end, and the jingle would cut us off. We take care of your home, absolutely. Absoluteservices.net. Now... The good thing is, this is a 60-second commercial for Absolute Services. And when you take a little extra time, well, that's when you learn our secret. You see, the thing with our amazing 10-year guarantee is, we don't think you're actually going to need it. If we take our time and follow our process and install your new air conditioner correctly and precisely, we don't think it's going to break. Because a little extra time makes all the difference. We take care of your home, absolutely. 
www.absoluteservices.net. Attention fleet owners. Your vehicles are a traveling advertisement for your business. Keeping them clean and presentable speaks volumes about your business. With winter on its way, protect your investment with Hydrosphere Services, the only call you need to make to keep your fleet looking top-notch. With Hydrosphere, you're getting the best-in-class power washing service with the best-in-class commercial-grade equipment. Visit HydrosphereServices.com and fill out our online service form or call 219-2200. That's 219-2200. We've got a fair sky this evening. It's not as cold overnight. Temperatures into the upper 20s and low 30s. Forecasts on your Thursday. Now we're talking temperatures around 60. Mix of sun and clouds. Those clouds will thicken during the evening. Winds are going to gust up as well. And by tomorrow night, those gusts may reach 40 miles an hour or greater. That'll take us into Friday as a cold front slams its way into the region. Gusty rain likely along and ahead of that boundary. We wake up to temperatures in the 50s. We end the day with temperatures into the upper 30s to low 40s for that trip home from work and school and by the time we get into the weekend highs are only into the upper 30s and lows again into the upper teens and low 20s from the wkyt first alert weather center i'm meteorologist chris bailey broadcasting live 24 7 from the bank of the bluegrass and trust studios this is news radio 630 wlap and iheart radio station look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane nah it's just a big white balloon. Hey, folks, it's Jerry at Magic Paper Shop here to tell you dreams really can come true. Dreams of saving money by ditching the paper at $7 a pack and switching to vapor as about one-third the cost. If you're smoking a pack a day, you can save about 1600 bucks a year, plus look and feel like a newer you but with more money. Ah, get your fanny perpendicular into a magic vapor shop and try one of our famous $30 kits with enough juice to last about the same as a carton of chokes. Then just buy the juice and coils for about $18.5 a week. Bingo, zingo, you just saved about 67% every day for 365 days a year. Stop burning tobacco leaves, people. It's the bestest and easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Perpendicular to this online anytime at www.magicfabershop.com. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Millers, if you can dream it, we can design it. You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. It was 15 years ago today. Zach Swansea hit a twisting fallaway three-pointer with 1.2 seconds left, and that gave Georgia an overtime win over Kentucky a day after a tornado tore up the Georgia Dome. I was working that game for SEC Radio, producing the broadcast. The play-by-play man was T.J. Reeves, sidelines reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the color man was my friend Mark Wise. Well, we're all friends now. TJ and Mark and I stay in touch. We had Mark on the show last week. I did uh, TJ's podcast yesterday as we reminisced about the tornado that hit 15 years ago yesterday. It delayed the game in progress. They decided to move the rest of the tournament over to Georgia Tech the following day, which is where the Wildcats lost to the Bulldogs. 
And joining us now on our celebrity hotline is Mr. T.J. Reeves. And T.J. <laughs> and I go way back. Here's how far back we go. In fact, T.J.'s been on the show before. But the reason we're talking is because we just passed the milestone. And I did. And we're, it's such a reciprocal business. This T.J.'s show. And now he's doing ours again. Uh, because he and I, along with Mark Wise, who was on last week, worked the tornado game in Atlanta. And TJ, first of all, welcome back to the show. It's been too long, although I just talked to you yesterday on your show. Uh, but you were telling me before we went on the air, just how almost surreal it's been for you to relive that. Yeah, no doubt. Great to be with you. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for always recurring my call, my text message. I'm going to keep bothering you, brother. That's we're going to keep this alive, That's and fine. here we are. I don't want to accept that it's 15 years ago, but it is 15 <laughs> years ago that we did this yeah. so long ago. Let's, let's just go a little inside baseball that Dick's son, Jack was there. <laughs> Jack is now married with kids. That's right. My near 15 year old twin oh. daughters, Dick had not been born yet. They were born later that year. Yeah. So it is getting on, but I, I still, I still reminisce about this and I enjoy thoroughly getting to live through it with the people that were there with me. And, and you use the word bonded before we are bonded forever yeah, yeah. for having been through what is one of the wildest and craziest things that you're, you're not really prepared to go through, but we went through it in Atlanta 15 years ago, Dick. No. And I, and I told the story earlier uh, tonight about how Mark had said to me off air, man, it just got cold in here. And then it just all kind of went downhill from there. But when you listen back to it and, and it's like any air check, that any of us listen to, you don't remember every word you ever said, but did anything surprise you about what you guys said or even how you said it? So the first thing is I was not sure I'm on the call with Mark beside me and what was transpiring was transpiring behind us. As right. you visualize the Georgia dome at the other end of the stadium. So I wasn't sure what was going on when play stopped on the court, everybody's looking behind us because they can see it. And I turned to look and the roof is shaking and the building is shaking. And the first thing that I thought because of that is earthquake. I had not really heard the famed roar of a tornado like yeah. a freight train yeah. as much. But on our call, on our, our uh, Sirius XM IMG College call that we have, you can hear it underneath the, the play-by-play that I'm doing and the whistle blowing in the crowd. You can hear that roar, that famed freight train type roar. Yep. So it wasn't until a few moments later when we were saying severe weather and we're wondering lightning strike, tornado, they're saying tornado in the area. So the only thing that I, I would say is uncertainty in those first couple of moments, but it's understandable. We didn't know, Dick, you can speak to this. We didn't know what had happened for mm -hmm. the first minute or two. We just knew the building was shaking and there were cables above us. People need to understand that the, the Georgia Dome uh, unlike a lot of these stadiums now that have a retractable roof or have a hard dome roof, had a Teflon type inflatable roof with cables and speakers and lights suspended above us. Well, those are all swaying yeah. above us back and forth dangerously. Uh, I still remember my father who was there beside you and beside That's me right. in and around right. this row tapping my arm and pointing up above us. And that big metal, huge arm that was holding one of the TV monitors was swaying with the TV monitor suspended by cables right next to us, yep. right over the top of us, Dick. If that thing comes down, we are all 86. Oh, yeah. We're all. So it was, a, it was just for those first few minutes trying to figure out what happened, uncertainty. 
And then you kept saying to us, because you're a pro, I knew you were a pro before that <laughs> night, but you were a pro, you kept saying, we got to keep going because we don't know if and when they're going to come back out of the locker room, yeah. Mississippi State and Alabama, and finish the game. That could be five minutes, ten minutes. It ended up being almost an hour, and we did our best to navigate through that. Yeah, and anybody, and I've been, people have mentioned it to me, the, the documentary I don't know if it was a 30 for 30 mm-hmm. or an SEC story yes. about that night. And there's, you know, a shot, I think, of you guys and a shot of me over talking to Tony Green, one of the referees. And <laughs> I kept running back and forth trying to get info. But as I told you on your show, and I said this to Mark last week, what was so impressive to me, and it, it fly, flashed on it when I was up in Cincinnati, it just happened to be there in the Westwood broadcast booth helping the engineer, which meant, you know, making sure the door stayed closed. Um, but when the broadcast, Iron Eagle and all the TV people had to fill while they were tending to Tua, then it happens again in a more serious manner yeah. when, when, when the Darman Ham goes down with the heart attack on field. And the broadcasters rose to the occasion because, as you and I and Mark and everybody on your show yesterday mentioned, you can't speculate. Tim Brando was on with you. You cannot speculate. That That's just right. damaging. And, uh, and and you guys did a remarkable job of not being shrill and not trying. It, it was a terrible situation. You didn't need to embellish. Uh, but you had to put on your newsman cap, didn't you? Absolutely. And the first thing that you are taught and is drilled into you, and Tim, and Tim talked about this too, is don't get ahead of it. Don't speculate. Don't act like you know what's going on when you've been sitting there calling a basketball game. <laughs> I know I know. Chris said to us, and I'm not going to give away the whole podcast. They need to hear it. I know you're going you're gonna to put the link out there. It's out now. But Chris said to us, he, he had a thought about terrorist attack because we're seven yeah. years later from 9-11. I never thought that, Dick. Yeah. I never thought terrorist attack. I thought earthquake. Then I thought a minute or two later, okay, lightning what what was it that ripped open part of the back end of the building mm-hmm. and it turns out it's a tornado skimming off of it but uh again as we as we are trained in broadcasting you don't know when things are unexpectedly going to happen but don't go too far ahead of it don't don't sit and speculate and so i tried to remain calm put on the news mode relied on you relied on mark next to me Mark kept saying, and I think rightfully so, I, I don't understand. I don't see how we can resume yeah. this game with uncertainty about the building. Yeah. Well, it turned out as 15 minutes became 20, 25 minutes, they checked out the structure and said, okay, structure still sound. Bad weather has left the area for now. We can resume the game. And about an hour later, it did resume the game. And we played the final two minutes of overtime in the Georgia Dome. And, and Dick, that would be the last basketball that we played in the Georgia Dome for that, for that weekend. <laughs> yeah, it all moved over to Georgia Tech uh, and didn't, didn't go too well for the Wildcats and their fans. But uh, I know. it was so many moving parts at the time. It was phenomenal. Been a big meeting uh, back under the, the, uh, within the, the hollows of the arena. And, uh, you know, I flashed on this as well when, when I was talking to Mark. Uh, people need to understand guys like TJ and me, we all work with a lot of different people through the years. Uh, right. and Mark, uh, a former basketball coach, by the way. And you guys had done a lot of work together, uh, radio yes. shows, ball games. What a huge plus that was. I think your chemistry was, was you know, so great. And, and how helpful was that? Kind of an obvious question. Huge. How helpful huge. was that to you? 
Huge. Yeah. And and he is a pro like you are a pro. I know I'm throwing bouquets everywhere. We yeah. might as well be florists. But he's a pro. He and I had worked together. And uh, and he's very knowledgeable and, and was providing great uh, insight. And, and I was privileged. I was fortunate to have somebody like that that I knew that had great understanding of having, he, he's from Kentucky. He had, he has tremendous lifelong understanding Mark wise of the sec of the event. And so it was great to lean on both of you during that entire uh, experience, which the experience continued the next day, which we can get to in a second with yeah. Kentucky playing Georgia in a different arena. I rely on him heavily, even to this day still for insight, but you're right. Uh, we have tremendous chemistry. He is such a fantastic guy. Uh, and I would have, I would have probably been less effective had I been there with somebody that I was not as comfortable with, who was not as knowledgeable. And you go in that same category. You had worked a bunch of nice. SEC tournaments and knew who to go over and find and talk. And on our extended call uh, of the delay, you're bringing Charles Bloom over to update us. You're going and getting more intel and information from Mark Womack, I believe was his name from the conference right. and different people on what's our timeline. It was pros. I had pros like Dick Gabriel and Mark Wise around me, and that made it a lot easier to do what we were doing. And it, it became a massive national story outside of basketball. Yeah. And we were in the center of it, in the middle of it, because we were live on the air on satellite radio and Tim on TV. Uh, as Tim describes again in the podcast, their regional television coverage of that tournament game is suddenly being shown worldwide by CNN. They that? are running his voice and their feed to tell them what happened inside the dome as like an on-site reporter yeah. picked up the feed. Yeah. We yeah. became, we became uh, news people, weather people all wrapped into one that night 15 years ago. Biggest story in the country. We're talking with TJ Reeves, who was the play-by-play -play man for Sirius XM Radio alongside Mark Wise. The night the tornado hit the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, I was producing for the SEC Network, and we'll come back in just a minute here on the Big Blue Insider 630 WLAP. Download our free iHeartRadio app and take us with you. Presented by Isaacs and Isaacs Injury Lawyers. We win.com. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Tara, quote, My doctor wanted me to do saline rinses for my allergies, but I've never been able to successfully use a neti pot. Navage uses suction power, so it's foolproof. There are nights when I'll have particularly bothersome allergies. I'll bust it out and the results are immediate. It's such a relief. It's become a lifesaver. Unquote. She's one of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navage, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navage is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. 
Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. For the health and safety of everyone, people are staying in their homes now more than ever before. It's also important that the air inside our home is as clean and pure as possible. The professionals at Atmosphere Air Quality are here for you. Whether it's duct cleaning to combat allergies, AC coil cleaning, even carpet cleaning and deodorizing, residential or commercial, call them today to set up a free video inspection of your air ducts, 388-4424. 388-4424. Atmosphere Air Quality, the experts. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Pageant Drive has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call our Pageant Drive location at 269-7621. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit livesey-group.com. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, Do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. (laughs) This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. We're talking with TJ Reeves, a freelance sportscaster who was calling the play-by-play for Sirius XM Radio the night the tornado hit the Georgia Dome 15 years ago yesterday down in Atlanta. Tell me a little bit. I'm going to ask you about uh, the next day in a minute here, but we, we talked a little bit on, on your show about the fact Jack and I missed the, the last, we, we thought it was the last media shuttle. We walked back to the hotel more out of curiosity than anything. It was, it was safe by then and saw a lot of the carnage. What was it like for you guys? Cause I, I touched base obviously the next day, but uh, when you guys went back to the hotel, what was that experience like? So we, we get in the vehicle right outside and we, for the first time, can see windows blown out around us. And again, as you visualize, we're in the Centennial Olympic Park area, CNN, the, the Phillips Arena, the Georgia Dome, all of that's in the same locale where this tornado did not directly hit it, but skipped around on it and caused the havoc that it caused. But, uh, you know, there's, there's cars that have been pushed around. There's cars in buildings, a couple of them that have been pushed off the street into buildings. We're driving in that area and there's tree, huge tree limbs, bricks, concrete, cars pushed in the street that we're having to drive around from the storm that we're having to drive around to get back to the hotel. And I still remember this. Jerry Wetzel is his name. Jerry's been a long time uh, broadcast producer, director. He was there 
He was driving us, and Jerry ended up having to convince an Atlanta police officer to let us go the wrong way on a one-way street because we had literally done a square around the hotel twice trying to figure out how can we get to the hotel from what's blocked off. So Jerry convinces this police officer, I've got these broadcasters with with me. They've got to go to a broadcast meeting about the tournament, and I've got to get them to that hotel right there, probably 100, 150 yards from us. And she relented. The Atlanta police officer said, okay, drive up the street and just turn in that hotel. I'm going to watch you do it. And he did it. And that's how he got us there. And I still remember this. I don't know if you remember. We were around each other until about 2 a.m. that morning, 1.32 a.m. And you said to us, that game's not going to be played at the Georgia Dome. Be ready for it to be somewhere else. And a few hours later, we woke up and we were headed to Georgia Tech to finish (laughs) the tournament. A building, by the way, that was completely closed and locked down for spring break. And as the true story goes, they had to find the facilities manager who's on a planned motorcycle vacation, Dick. Mm -hmm. True story. He's in the mountains somewhere in, in like North Carolina. And they find him, hey, can you come open up the building early Saturday morning, which he did. He got there by about on his motorcycle by about 6 a.m. and opened the building up so that the SEC could start putting everything together that they could, scrambling uh, to put the tournament on at Georgia Tech. It's an incredible second part of the story after the tornado that they were able to pull that off over the next two days. Yeah, because there were no staff members at all available from Georgia Tech because they, they weren't playing ball anywhere. And campus had shut down and everybody had scattered yes. to spring break vacations. I'd forgotten that about the building. Yes. Manor. That's a great, and like, nobody else has a key. Nope. So they had to wait. Right. You know, and I'll tell you just a quick inside baseball story. You know, the, the broadcast lines that we use, are technology is different now, but they're digital lines. And you have to have what amounts to, they're like phone numbers for the lines to get them to work. And they gave us these, these lines that sort of secondary. Nobody knew the numbers. And our engineer, John Kramer, remember doing, uh-huh. a, doing a game. He lives in Atlanta, you know, two years prior for a network now defunct called ISP. So he calls the ISP control room, gets the guy on duty, says, could you pull up site memos from two years ago and look up these numbers for me? You know, and that's why Unreal. John Kramer is the best. You know, so just all kinds of things happening. And Dennis Felton was, you know, behind the scenes with the other coach. Hey, guys, we can two games in one day. We can do this. We can. And then he wins. And then at this press conference, complains about having to win two games. So it was just really bizarre. But yes. uh, it, it, it earned him another year of employment, didn't it? Yeah. And so Georgia beat Kentucky uh, and we called that game. Yeah. You, me and Mark and John Kramer and I were on the we're on the call of Georgia pulling that upset. And at that point, Mark and I were done because by contract, you now had another crew. You had Brad Sham and I believe Larry Conley to do the semifinals in the same building at the same site. So we leave, we go to the airport and, and we're flying home. And as we land, Georgia is beating Mississippi state in the night (laughs) game. And I'm looking at my father and looking at Mark wise, because we're on the same plane going, you've got to be kidding me that they're alive for the automatic bid playing on Georgia Tech's home floor, no less, for the automatic bid in as crazy a twisted circumstance as you can imagine. And they go on and win the tournament and win the automatic bid. Dick Gabriel with a losing record. Unbelievable. With a losing record. It's unreal. The true stories that happened out of that weekend 15 years ago. I got about two minutes left, but the one thing that we talked about yesterday, too, is that more we we were so thankful more people weren't injured, you know, and things like that. And at the time, I was dating a woman who worked at Rupp Arena, uh, not my current wife, but 
And she said, what do you think we would do if we knew a tornado were coming? And I said, I don't know. She said, we wouldn't mention it. I'm like, what? She said, we don't want people rushing out trying to get away into the teeth of a storm. And thank God that didn't happen in Atlanta that night That's because right. one kid hit a couple of free throws, put the game in yes. overtime. And you're, and you're safer in the bigger structure is yeah. what you're talking That's about. Right. And, and that was a massive structure that did not take a direct hit. We keep emphasizing that, but you were safer there. And again, it's, uh, it's amazing to relive all of what actually happened and that we were, we were there. I, I joked with you, and again, I encourage people, go find that podcast, Last Word on Sports Media Podcast. I've got the social media link out, and Dick, I know you'll be publicizing it too. It's oh, yeah. uh, out there on the internet, Last Word on Sports Media Podcast, where you, me, Mark Weiss, Tim Brando, Chris Stewart from the Alabama Broadcast are all reminiscing uh, about this. Uh, again, I, I said jokingly, I, I'm going to stay in touch with you guys. We are bonded forever. Yeah. It's 15 years later, Dick Gabriel. I'm still bothering you about <laughs> coming on with this, and you're gracious to come on with me because uh, we lived, and, and thankfully we did live, we yeah. lived through all of that. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it is, and, and, I, and I bother you as well, and Mark. And <laughs> I'm so glad you, I'd, I'd forgotten, forgive me, but it's been a while, but your dad was there, which was so cool, and you were, you uh -huh. were excited about the twins on the way, and and you know my son. My wife, just to fill in the story once more, my yeah. wife is pregnant with twins, yeah. and she calls my mother, her mother-in-law, and says, "There's been a tornado that hit the Georgia Dome where TJ and Tom are." And my mother says, "What channel is it on?" And my wife's response is, "It's on every channel. Turn <laughs> the TV on." That's how big a deal oh, this was. Man. Oh man. And so it's amazing 15 years later to relive yes. it. And I was, uh, I'm privileged to be with you to do it. Thank you. TJ Reeves, my buddy is also the side, a member of the honorable order of sidelines reporters as I am. <laughs> uh, his Twitter handles at bucks sideline or at buck sideline guy. Go yes, to sir. it. It's an entertaining follow, but find his podcast. Thank you, buddy. I hope to see you soon. Dick, thank you. I am glad that we're all alive and still talking about the Tornado SEC Tournament 2008. And we'll be back in just a minute here on 630 WLAP. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. on our celebrity hotline, of course, is one of my favorite <laughs> celebrities, my man Doug Flynn. Doug and I... On the call last night, the last afternoon, really, as Kentucky played Indiana, generally those games go into the early evening, Doug, but Kentucky 10-run ruled them. And you've seen a few games now. You listened to Darren all the time when you can. You're out of town a little bit during the season, but now you got a, a, a kind of a bead on this Kentucky team. What do you think? Well, uh, I think I mentioned it to you after the game uh the other day, yesterday, I guess, I said, wow, I'm starting to like this ball club. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I listened to them, and, of course, you get such a good broadcast when you do the games or Darren, but I realize now that after seeing them in person, one through nine, there's not an easy out. I mean, when you've got the lowest guy in your starting lineup hit 283, yeah. uh, you got a team that's putting the ball in play. They're not afraid to hit with two strikes. They're not afraid to get hit. They're playing a lot of small ball as they lead the world in sacrifice, but <laughs> of course, but you know, that's okay because yeah. the name of the game is winning and I don't care how you do it. And right now on a nice little win streak, they've been finding a way to put defense, offense and good pitching all together. You and Darren and Keith Madison and I 
have sat here in my garage <laughs> or been on the text chain. We, we've debated the value of the bunt. Darren, of course, spent 10 years in pro ball doing minor league baseball. You spent 14 counting your, your days in the minors. Uh, so we're kind of back and forth on the bunt. And, of course, this is a Kentucky team that plays the small ball, so it's going to bunt. And as you said, leads the SEC, fourth in the country in sack bunts. But it's situational. Are you coming around on that? Well, um, uh, well, as a matter of fact, in yesterday's game, I didn't really like one of the bunts that they did. Right. Just to be honest, I mean, they had a three or four run lead, and they're in the seventh inning, and you got first and second and no outs, and you got a, a pretty good hitter at the plate. Uh, he's down towards the end of the lineup, but uh, they put him of uh, the bun on. He doesn't get it down, but he ends up getting a two-run single. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I think there's way there's times to do it. Absolutely, uh, I think the big leagues has forgotten about it, and you got a lot of teams that are not very good. But the fact that they're putting this thought in the mind of the defense right now yeah. doesn't mean that they will continue to do it all year. But if you can move that infielder in just a little bit, then maybe shoot one by him. So. I think the way they've used it so far with, you know, just a few exceptions that they're doing an awfully good job with their timing with it. Meanwhile, Devin Burks is making a cottage industry out of doubles. And yesterday against Indiana, Hunter Gillum, on a team that wasn't supposed to have much power, uh, bounces one off the wall and then hits one out of the park. So, you know, they, they've got a little bit of pop, don't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, situationally, but... You, especially depending on which way that wind's going. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't say that they had anybody in their lineup that we, like me, there were no Judy's in there. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you have guys that legitimately can pop one out, but they're not trying to do that. And, you know, Hunter Gillum, as hot as he has been, oh, man. he comes right back with another three-hit game yesterday. Uh, it just shows that he's seeing the ball, and I think I mentioned during the broadcast, that you can tell how a guy is seeing the ball by the way he takes the pitch. Mm -hmm. And he's not out in front. I mean, he's battling off tough pitches. He hit one pitch. It was almost on the ground with two strikes. And he was able, because he made contact, to get an RBI single. So, yeah, I I think it's a priority. They look good at the plate. I mean, this weekend is going to be a really good test for them just to see exactly where they are. But right now, uh, they've done everything they're supposed to do when you play in non-conference, and that's have a really good win, uh, winning streak. We were talking during the game and before, really. I'm talking with Doug Flynn, of course, from the SEC TV network. Works with me on Kentucky games. Um, one of the guys who's been struggling of late, James McCoy, is is just out in front of the pitch a little too much. He was telling Darren Hedrick, and you were kind of joking about how that happened to you back in the day in the professional ranks. And people would tell you what you're doing wrong and then walk away without telling you how to <laughs> fix it. Uh, and, I, and I ask about that because uh, I'm wondering about what you're seeing now, the level of coaching that I don't know if you see in the pros, but surely in the college game, you and I are there for batting practice, standing next to Darren, uh, hearing these guys talk. Uh, do you like what you're seeing there? I do. I really do. Uh, it, it's so different. I mentioned the fundamentals, especially offensively from yeah. these guys, uh, the way that they are uh, taking pitches, the way that they don't mind getting hit, they don't fall out of the way of a ball. But I don't care how hard it is, they stand right in there and they take it. Some of them with armor, some of them without armor. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in, in the old days, they would. If you were in a, a bad streak, they'd say, well, figure it out. And then today, you've got video, you've got coaches that are helping you. 
Uh, and I'm, that's not an excuse for the past. It's just something that's good. And when they say, okay, you're out in front, there's somebody there to show you what you're doing, that's getting your body going out in front and your hands coming with you as opposed to hitting off of that stiff uh, front side. So, yeah, it, I love the teaching that's at the college level now, and I think we're seeing more and more guys that are comfortable going on to college knowing that they can still get drafted pretty good yeah. after the first several years. Yeah, and they're guys who also learn about nutrition and weightlifting and, and what? some of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, try try to try to bring yourself up to the 21st century, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> well, and, you know the- what I'm thinking about too. When you and I did the minor league games in, in 2014 and 15, and how many of the, the the low A or the double A clubhouses did we walk through? And there's a loaf of white bread and some bologna for these guys. Yeah, you know. Oh, and peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, yeah, that hadn't changed, has it? No, and the thing about the minor leagues, college is eating so much better oh than we gosh. ate in pros. Yeah. We'd have six in a two-bedroom uh, in Class A ball, and, you know, that wouldn't trade anything in the world for it. Yeah. But we'd have to take our money, and you'd pull it together, and there'd be McDonald's bags all over the apartment. That's, you know, your meal money was $5 a day uh, or $3. I don't know. It wasn't much. Golly. And today they've got nutritionists. Uh, they got psychiatrists. they got weight coaches. You know, it's good. Uh, that's why I tell some of these young folks, you have no excuse not to take yeah. your game to the next level that's if you're point. serious about it. So there's people out there that are willing to take their time to help you become the best you can be. Ryan DeVren is the strength and conditioning coach for baseball. And I, I love talking to him. I always learn things from him. And quite frankly, he was the guy who pushed A.J. Reed that last bit up the hill to lose those last 10 or 15 pounds, get yourself in shape so you can present to the scouts the way you know you're capable. And he winds up being the best player in college baseball that year because he was smart enough to listen and do what Coach D told him. Well, that's why they're there. And what an advantage to be stronger. Oh, I mean, you you figure I played at 165 pounds my pro career. There's not a guy that's small on the UK team. <laughs> I mean, because they're they're strong because they've got off season yeah. weight program, and it's not only that, but it's people that know what they're doing and how do you get in baseball shape. Yeah, it's not just building muscle for the sake of muscle. Does it look good? Yeah, on most of them, it looks really good. But is it helping them? And certainly, the stronger you are, means you can wait a little bit longer. Uh, you don't have to try to get your body out in front like I did. So, yeah, it's really cool what's going on. And I'm happy to see. And of course, nobody would be any happier for Nick than, than me if yeah. they were to take this thing and just keep running with it. Just think how good you would have looked with another 10 pounds of muscle while you were playing in the bigs. I've got that. I, I've, I've ain't 10 pounds. I've got that <laughs> on me now. I said muscle. <laughs> muscle. <laughs> oh, muscle. Hey, you, speaking of 165, do you know who weighed 165? When he reported to Kentucky, he admitted it finally. Stephen Johnson, who led Kentucky really? to a couple of bowl games. Yeah, he was skinny as a rail. They reported, they said he was 175 and then got up to 185. But soaking wet, he was 160 when he got there. But to your point, nutrition, weights, you know, being smart uh, works for all athletes. But yeah, and I remember growing up reading that baseball players didn't like to lift weights because you'd get quote unquote muscle bound. 
But then they began to realize, well, if we stretch properly, this stuff really works. Maybe a little yeah. too late for you, but it's working now. <laughs> well, I can use it for my fishing and golfing. That's right true. Now. That's very true. So, well, you know, I'm thinking you got a routine too when you're in college. Yeah. You know, you're going to eat at a certain time. And when you get to the minor leagues, all of a sudden you're on your own schedule, except, you know, you got to be at the ballpark. And so you, you sleep in a little bit, you get up, you eat bad. Uh, they <laughs> Most of the facilities back then didn't have any weight uh, programs right. to go to. Yeah. There were no gyms around the city. So, you know, there's a lot of advantages now. So, you know, I'm glad I came around when I did. <laughs> it oh, was, yeah. It was a good time, but it, it would have been nice to have played about 180 instead of 165. <laughs> I think that could have hung in there. Could have hung in there with people sliding into second. We're talking to Doug Flynn, 10 years and 11 years in the bigs and a gold glove and a couple of World Series rings with a big red machine. Um, and, of course, we worked the Kentucky baseball games for SEC+. Plus. We talked a lot about their offense. What about the pitching that you've seen? Because now SEC, that's where a lot of pitchers, as you know, are exposed. I like it. Um, it might be the one thing that I'm starting to come over on now is the pitch clock. Good. Uh, because I've always felt like pitchers, I, I was selfie, so I wanted my pitcher to work fast. Oh, sure. And I think every defensive player probably does. So when you get that guy that's out there doing some of the gyrations that some of these pitchers are doing, you know, it's funny, Dick, I was thinking the other night, watching the game that a pitcher broadcasts, and the pitcher will sit there, if it's a pitcher doing the broadcast, he'll sit there and tell you about uh, all the arm action and the right. way of body, and he's overthrowing, and he's doing this, and he's doing that. And people say, well, what are you thinking when you watch a pitcher do that? I'm thinking, let's go. Throw the ball, <laughs> throw a strike. <laughs> so I can only imagine that if a pitcher is watching me as an infielder, I'm watching the defensive players, and my thought process is still pretty much the same. I yeah. don't care. Just throw it over the plate. Yeah. Let somebody help you out behind you. And, and I think working fast is doing that for this ball oh, club. Yeah. Plus, they only they're walk, throwing strikes. They only walked three, struck out 11 as a staff against Indiana. Gave up two runs. Yeah. That's a good team, too, Indiana. Yes, it's a good team. And they played some pretty good mid-major teams. Yeah. Uh, as we said, the test will be now we go into conference play, and it all changes. Everybody gets amped up a little bit more. Yeah. You're getting three pretty good starters that are going to come at you. The bullpens are going to get a little bit better. But, you know, make the plays, play solid, do the little things, and uh, play clean. It's like when I fish a tournament. We say fish clean. That means every bite you get, you get it in the boat, and you don't miss any. Well, the same with baseball. If you play clean, you got a shot to stay in the game. And then let's take it to the last couple of innings and decide it there. And uh, that's all you can ask for. Right now, this team looks like it's able to do that. Well, we'll find out just how well coming up Friday when the Wildcats take on Mississippi State. You can hear it right here or on our sister station, 98.5, uh, because you've got the men's basketball game Friday night. But keep an eye on baseball. Doug and I have it for you on SEC+. Plus. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk basketball with Doug Flynn here on the Big Blue Insider 630 WLAP. Download our free iHeartRadio app and take us with you. Presented by Isaacs and Isaacs Injury Lawyers. We win.com. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. 
For over 20 years, IPM Pest and Termite has been servicing homes and businesses. Ants, spiders, crickets, termites, moles, and mosquito services. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. For over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsiderv's.com. Go Cats! When is the last time you took a good look at your house? Actually walked all the way around and looked at the exterior. Mold, dust, weather can drastically change the way your home looks and cause damage. Hydrosphere Services is the first and only call you need to make. Hydrosphere Services are the experts in pressure and power washing, plus they are certified, insured, and trained to give you the best-in-class cleaning services. If you are a home or a business owner, make the call now to Hydrosphere Services, 219-2200. That's 219-2200, or visit hydrospheresservices.com. I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop. Top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts, and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit LivesyGroup.com. Only iHeartRadio gives you access to all of your favorite radio stations. It's the Woody Show. Hello, hello. Rod Ryan Show, check it in. All of the once-in-a-lifetime events. Alter Ego, are you ready? Curated playlists, my favorite music, will be everything. All of the great podcasts for every interest. Stuff they don't want you to know. All of the mind-blowing contests. Twenty thousand dollars. Awesome. All of your favorite superstars. This is Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. And best of all, it doesn't cost a thing. Download the absolutely free iHeartRadio app now. This is the home of the Wildcats. Six thirty WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. It's a great time of year. NCAA basketball, Kentucky baseball, but also the Sweet Sixteen. Sacred Heart just won the girls' title. The boys' uh, tournament's underway today. And, uh, Doug, you've worked some games on radio earlier today. And whether you're working or not, you're at the Sweet 16 whenever you can be. And I know you lost your dad uh, not too long ago. You used to love to go with him. Uh, and plus, he also was a marshal at the press tables. Uh, but <laughs> w- what is it about the Sweet 16 that, that you love so much? Well, uh, I think Julian Tackett and those folks do an unbelievable job of putting together a great show. And my mom, I know, had gone for from 1946 on. She hadn't missed the state tournament. Yeah. Uh, Of course, Lafayette was in the tournament back in those days. She was a cheerleader. Dad was playing. And uh, so then when he started refereeing and then started doing some clockwork, there was a group of guys, him, 
Billy Shirley, uh, Billy Wise, um, Jack Wise, Shirley Watts, their little group that hung out together. And they were all officials, but they also loved being around the sport. And so we always went. Then I went away for baseball for 14 years actually 15 with the spring train. And, and uh, when I came back, I was so excited. That's the one thing I was glad the ball was over with. I could go to the state tournament. Again. <laughs> and that was 87. And I remember my mom or uh, yeah, 87. My mom started telling me, Oh, you got to watch this team from the mountains. They're pretty good. And there's this little kid's been playing since he was in the eighth grade. Said he had a beard then too, but <laughs> he can really play. <laughs> Richie. And, uh, and it was Richie. Yeah. And so my first year back was the year they won it. Oh, wow. And then, of course, they almost went back to back. So that and 24,000 people in there at that oh, final man. game when they were playing against Allen Houston, it was just the excitement is good. I love the small towns. They always oh, yeah. bring a yeah. lot of people. And just that excitement. So, yeah, doing the games with my buddy Dan Manley, we're, uh, uh, I've not done too much basketball, but you know, I remember a little bit about the way it used to be played. It's a different game again. Well, as, and as you people, see. people may not realize that about you is when you, you were one year at UK before you, uh, left and ended up making your way to the res, but you played freshman basketball, uh, and, and you had a teammate who was on the varsity, a couple guys named Dan Issel and Mike Pratt. So you were hanging around with some pretty good players. Yeah, we scrimmaged against them every day. They beat us up, told us, let us know that we were freshmen. Of course. Uh, my buddy Jim Andrews and Larry Stamper, yeah. uh, Daryl Bishop, Stephen Norwood, uh, Dan Perry. We had, it was a fun, it was a great growing up year for me because, you know, coming out of high school with no scholarship offers. And then all of a sudden now getting to go and step on that floor and wear the uniform, the University of Kentucky. Every day we went out, you're scrimmaging the number one team in the nation. And you're either going to grow up, or get beat up, or quit. And uh, Terry Mills was a guard that I had to guard. Uh, Bill Busey. Yeah. They had some big guys, you know, like because I'm five eight maybe. <laughs> and so I'm just I learned how to hold my own, but also how to compete. And uh, you know, had some great experiences there. Uh, <laughs> obviously, realized uh, I set out the next year and didn't play any ball, but I grew a couple of inches and started maturing, and then. The baseball thing, you know, I just kept hacking around with softball and baseball. Finally, one day, uh, I loved it though, Dick. You grew up in this town; that's oh, what you want to be—a basketball yeah. player. You were a wildcat. I used to keep. I was, I was a wildcat, and you know, when I was younger, I would make my own scorebook out of uh, notebook paper, and I'd listen to K Wood, and I would keep the score. Oh, man, you know, I mean, I would keep shots. I'd keep, uh, you know, attempts, everything. I'd yeah. have it, and I saved those for a long. Well, I like to have them now just to see, yeah. you know, some of the games I had. Oh, but that's gosh. the days of Cotton Nash and, sure. and uh, you know, Scotty Bazler was playing. It was just, it was such a The Rupps good Runs time. team. The Rupps Runs team. My favorite team. Yeah. My favorite team. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, you know, Dad and George Conley were good buddies. Oh, no kidding. It, they refereed games together. So on my 15th birthday, right after they got beat by Texas Western, my dad called me up for dinner and I was going to have dinner at my mom and dad's house and my birthday present was Larry Conley coming to the house to have dinner with us. Oh, you're <laughs> kidding me. So wow. that's where Larry and I started and of course we've been friends oh, yes. forever. But yeah. uh yeah, I was you gotta be locked in, man. I mean it was you know, it was the hallowed halls of Memorial Coliseum and you go in there and, and uh practice each day and 
you come home and you're just looking around going, I don't deserve this, but this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it. It's really cool. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. And all those names you mentioned, the fact that, you know, I got to meet these guys because I'm, I'm listening on the radio. Uh, and then I get yeah. to meet them and then work with, you know, Mike Pratt and, 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 you know, interview Dan Issel countless times and, and what a guy he is. So, and now the best of it all, I get to work with Doug Flynn. So, uh, <laughs> we'll be together again on Friday. Got to tear you away from the Sweet 16, but weather permitting, Doug and I will have yep. Mississippi State for you on the SEC Plus Network. I know it's a lot to ask. You got basketball going on, but check us out every now and then. Thank you, sir. I'll see you at the ballpark. You're the best. Thanks, Gabe. See you, buddy. And the first game of that Mississippi State Series is scheduled for 6.30 Friday night, but they're already talking about changing the schedule because we know we're going to get bad weather on Friday, St. Patrick's Day. Luck of the Irish, right? So they might move it to an earlier point in the day, but that may affect Mississippi State's plans. They travel, I guess, on Thursday, uh, or they may play a doubleheader on Saturday. So just stay close to the Internet. Whatever happens, we'll have it for you. Civil Darren Hedrick over on Radio Side. Western Bureau Chief Gary Moore next, 630 WLAP. I'm here with Boone, who's heard us talking about how Dr. Mark Miller at True Health Solutions is helping folks with diabetes and neuropathy. Boone wondered if Dr. Miller might be able to help with his heartburn issue, too. I had heartburn after every meal. I had heartburn between meals. And when I went on Dr. Miller's program, heartburn, gone. (laughs) If nobody else has the answer, maybe Dr. Miller will. He got rid of the cause. I shoot Sporting Clays on Thursday nights. And I was late getting there a couple of weeks ago. And my son was there. And a couple of guys asked and said, what's going on with your dad? He's getting skinny. My weight is down. My blood pressure is down. Bad cholesterol is way down. Good cholesterol is up. Just go. You don't have to sign up, but go and hear what the man has to say. That's what I did. Go see Dr. Mark Miller for a free consultation at True Health Solutions, 223-2233. TrueHealthSolutionsForYou.com. You have the right to rescind within 72 hours any payment for services. We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products, like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat. Both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm-fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer-owned Prairie Farms. We've got a fair sky this evening. It's not as cold overnight. Temperatures into the upper 20s and low 30s. Forecasts on your Thursday. Now we're talking temperatures around 60. Mix of sun and clouds. Those clouds will thicken during the evening. Winds are going to gust up as well. And by tomorrow night, those gusts may reach 40 miles an hour or greater. That'll take us into Friday as a cold front slams its way into the region. Gusty rain likely along and ahead of that boundary. We wake up to temperatures in the 50s. We end the day with temperatures into the upper 30s to low 40s for that trip home from work and school and by the time we get into the weekend highs are only into the upper 30s and lows again into the upper teens and low 20s from the wkyt first alert weather center i'm meteorologist chris bailey broadcasting live 24 7 from the bank of the bluegrass and trust studios this is news radio 630 wlap and iheart radio station our mission at morgan and morgan america's largest injury law firm is to fight to get you more 
So far, we've recovered more than $15 billion in compensation for our clients. Injured? You deserve more. More lawyers, more offices, and more support staff nationwide than any other injury law firm. Contact Morgan & Morgan today. Just dial pound law or visit forthepeople.com for an office near you. For over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsiderv's.com. Go Cats! You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. Hey, we're not preempted by anything here on Wednesday. So Woo-hoo! let's say hi to our West End Bureau Chief, Gary Moore. For many years, our West Coast Bureau Chief as he covered every major sporting event there was on the West Coast for KLOS Radio. Now he's in the Louisville area, L.A., and uh, checks in as our West End Bureau Chief. And this is another one of those overlap periods gary where there is much to watch and digest and talk about there's a lot of great stuff going on this time you're in there uh we do a thing called for those who are just joining us maybe the first or second time two guys in a six pack us are the two guys the six pack six topics and we'll lead off with something um that's on everybody's mind around here anyway um you know i'm a fan of many things dick many many things rock music from the 70s Shoes without laces, most every animal on earth except rats, all college sports, college basketball conference tournaments, not a fan, never will be. They're an unnecessary gauntlet for teams already in the field of 64 and one last gasp, one last chance Texaco station for teams who stunk during the regular season. It's all about wearing out players, causing potentially pointless injuries, all in the name of avarice. So to me, UK's one game, hello, goodbye, last week in Nashville didn't really bother me. Um, they need some time to heal up. A lot of guys are hurting. They clearly were not at their best because, frankly, their best wasn't really needed. But that was way back then. Living in the now, their absolute best basketball of the season without question is needed for Friday and hopefully Sunday and beyond. But as John Calipari said, they can beat anybody or be beaten by anybody. John also said, Who's more prepared than the Cats? Quote, all that we've been through, the personal attacks, the viciousness, they went through a ton, unquote. In other words, typical season for Cats in that jersey, the normal year for many alleged fans. There's always going to be something to complain about, especially if you lose. But if even if you don't lose, remember back in 96 with that buzzsaw of a team? What did people bitch about? the denim uniforms and the <laughs> shoes that Patino himself oversaw. But I think everybody's going to be happy in big blue nation after Friday, when I've got UK beating Providence by four, what say ye? I, I do too. I have Kentucky winning that game. Although I think it could come to the, down to the last possession. It's not a great matchup because Providence likes to spread the floor a little bit, goes a little guard heavy. And we know what happens to Kentucky, see both Vandy mm-hmm. games, the losses when that happens. Mm-hmm. But I do think they win, uh, especially if they're a little healthier now. And, you know, Cason Wallace is back, but I think his conditioning was, was still coming back against Vandy. Didn't have all of his legs in his shots. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I do think though this this season's been like few others where you had one of its players booed in Rupp Arena. You had a coach mm-hmm. being urged to leave by somebody holding up a poster in Rupp Arena, and then of course uh, the uh, internet going nuts with Calipari should leave. Uh, that sort of settled down quite a bit when the Cats went on their run. But yeah, you're right. It's it's always going to be pressure. And I will say this about conference tournaments. I agree completely with one exception. It's the one chance for the have-nots to be on ESPN. And that's what True. they want. And, and I hate the fact that an entire season's work can go down the drain when a one-bid league has a team. It's always great theater. But if somebody pulls an upset, now a team that might go 28-3 and three regular season, they're shut out. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm with you for the most part on that. Second swig on the six-pack. So the night before UK and Providence tip off, that's 7, 10 p.m. Friday night uh, on CBS with your boy Eagle, by the way, calling play-by-play on that. And Spinarkle together. Another Kentucky team squares off against one of the teams that I got winning it all tomorrow night, 9.20 p.m. TNT, 16-seeded Northern Kentucky takes on one-seed Houston. The Norse are a 19-and-a-half underdog. But you know what? Coach Coach Horn, Darren Horns, has been to the dance before as a star at WKU, we remember. So he knows what it takes to survive and move on. But I don't know if NKU had five Darren Horns in his prime starting <laughs> that it would make much difference, but we'll see. Then that team 100 miles up the road from me here in Louisville in Bloomington plays Kent State 5 till 10 p.m. Friday night on TBS. I use a four seed, Kent a 13. And, of course, 13 stink traditionally, so I got IU. And tonight, in the first of two play-in games, Fairleigh Dickinson takes on Texas Southern, even though Merrimack won that Northeast Conference. But like Bellarmine last year, the Merrimack kids get hosed by that transitioning into D1 rule that's beyond lame. NCAA says, well, they want to ensure that schools are fully committed to the move up and can handle the rigors that come with the transition. How much more committed are you when you win the freaking conference? Handle that, <laughs> NCAA. Well, I, I'm going to push back a little bit on that rule. We talked about this on the Monday night show. The problem is allowing the team to play in the postseason tournament. If they are not eligible to Amen. hold of that bid, why do you put them in a position to be turned down? Same thing with Bellarmine. Look, when you when you change conferences, they say, you can join us. Here are the rules, and one of those rules is, but you can't go to the NCAA tournament for X amount of years. Okay, okay, we'll come. And then as soon as they get there, oh, we don't like this rule. But here's the other thing, Gary, and I know that's a cynic in me, and I've done this for too long. What is to stop, if that rule's not there, a team from saying, well, okay, well, we're a good team, but we don't like the cut we get. We're going to go to the this conference over here next year. And if they move... The following year, oh, we don't like that deal. We're going to move again. To me, that's the cynic in me saying that's that's what stops them in part from doing that. And you can put in penalties and all that. They'll always pay it. So I hate that the rule has to be there. But why put yourself in that position? And to be in the tournament all exactly. Like, yeah. oh, look what you could have almost had. Yeah. Our third swig, uh, good things are happening over here at the University of your hometown, Dick. Louisville women's <laughs> basketball back in action Saturday night. As a five seed, playing Drake at 7.30, that's on ESPN2. By the way, we're talking women's basketball. Number one seed, Indiana women, play Saturday morning, 11.30 ESPN2 against a play-in team. Meanwhile, been watching UofL baseball at all? Number four in the nation, 
14 and one winners of nine in a row coming into today. And in hoops, Kenny Payne, I don't know if you saw this, picked up a massive recruiting win, getting seven foot one center Dennis Evans out of Riverside, California, Hillcrest High, who'd been let out of his national letter of intent with Minnesota. Rivals uh, had Evans as number 11 in the nation. Kenny's got two top 70 wings coming in, plus a Juco guard, and maybe even Illinois transfer point guard Sky Clark, a name you know, a five-star class of 22 prospect, former UK commit. Now, how interesting would that be? Clark's an L.A. guy, probably feel pretty at home with another Southern California dude in the house. Plus, you got those guys from uh, St. John Bosco, suburban L.A., coming to play for Jeff Brom in football. All us California exiles, Dick. Can you dig it? <laughs> I remember talking to Sky Clark's dad on a radio show when Sky was on the way, and there's a guy who dealt with injuries in high school, but a really good player, and I'm happy for Kenny, and I'm wondering, will the, the message board and, and social media people calm down just a little bit? And some of my brethren in the media who spent the whole year grumbling and complaining and speculating on whether or not Kenny would be fired. UofL baseball, uh, he does a great job. McDonald does a great job. The only surprising thing about the women is that they're a five seed. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. have been so powerful for so long. And by the way, a reminder, it's the format again in women's basketball, born of the pandemic. Two sites for regional finals send two teams to the final four. I want to see how that works out. Our fourth swig, uh, and now for something completely undiggable. <laughs> to abbreviate a song by the great Nina Simone, Mississippi, GD, WTF, Ole Mist again, just rewarded Chris Beard with, uh, with something that I don't think he deserved, in my opinion. A, a guy who was arrested just three months and three days ago for felony assault by strangulation slash suffocation and family violence. According to the police report, Yep. His his fiance said, quote, he choked me, threw me off the bed, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around and going nuts, unquote, his fiance, who is still his fiance, by the way. Uh, The report noted bite marks to her right forearm that weren't hers, abrasions, scratches and bruises on her as well. But the Texas D.A. dropped the case in part because the alleged victim didn't want to prosecute. Why? Who knows? And if this didn't smell fishy enough, last night, Beard was asked directly if he put his hands around the throat of his partner. Beard said, quote, very respectfully, as a word, respectfully, Randy and I, his fiance, have agreed not to talk about the details of not only that night, but the nights we went through this process, unquote. In other words, just give me the dough. Don't ask questions. And enjoy winning or losing with no morals. Yeah, that's very disturbing and disappointing. Uh, and, you know, we we went through, not that we went through it, but we observed so much with the NFL dealing with domestic violence, which is just a plague in our society right now. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit disappointed at Ole Miss. Uh, easy for us to sit here and say that, but it seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? I'm just waiting for, and, you know, this is not going to go away. There's going to no. be other reporters. Uh, if they didn't want to rock the boat around there, because they're going to have to cover this team, maybe some guys coming in from New York or, or where else, someplace else, maybe next state over will ask, Chris, do you guarantee that you'll never choke or harm <laughs> your fiance or yeah. another woman ever again? Yeah. I feel bad for the beat writers because it's yeah. very difficult to expect a guy 
to forge a professional relationship to cover basketball. And then I hope they, they aren't asked to cover this element of the story. That's not fair. Some other reporter should have right. to do that. Exactly. Our fifth swig in the six pack now to major league baseball. Uh, you know, for me and maybe you as well, these spring training games are actually watchable again beyond just a half inning or two. And you can thank the welcome arrival of the pitch clock. We've talked about this. But Jason Stark has a great piece in The Athletic, if you haven't read this, about how the changes are, are taking the game back to the more streamlined days of decades ago. Jason has got the average game time this spring to a breezy two hours and 36 minutes. Yeah, That's down 25 minutes from last spring's three hours and one minute. And as he points out, that's not merely 25 minutes. That's 25 minutes of dead time. Mm-hmm. And slow down too many games to a barely watchable slog. Regular season games last year were even longer than spring training, an average of three hours and six minutes. So here's hoping that the spring training games stay about the same or even less. Jason also noted that batting gloves must be adjusting themselves because... <laughs> He was watching what's going on. This would drive guys like Nomar Garcia Parra nuts. Yeah. You know, not being able to unnecessarily reconfigure his gloves after every pitch, whether he swung or not. Stark monitored one game, in fact, and counted only two glove adjustments. Well, that's 10 or 15 minutes of savings right there. (laughs) And I know, Dick, you don't like the ghost runner placed at second in extra innings. But look, I got no problems with it. I got a life to lead. The beer stands are already closed. Let's get it done. Well, I haven't gone to, to any games yet that, that have the Manfred man involved. So I'll reserve judgment <laughs> on that. Um, I, I, you know, my, my instinct is no, but I like the pitch clock when they brought it in in the SEC tournament back in the mid aughts and coaches who said, Oh, it, it doesn't have any effect. Yes, it does. And I've not as seen as many spring games as I have college games and the college games are clipping along, not quite as well, but they're clipping along as well. This has been needed and I like it. The irony is you, you hear about all these purists who say, oh, it's, it's ruining the pastoral nature of the game. You know, let it pl- flow at its own, you know, at, at its own pace, you know, like the good old days. Well, the good old days were two and a half hour games. Yes, exactly right. Our final swig. One last good story from baseball about sportsmanship that the game and I think the world in general could use more of. During the World Baseball Classic game between Japan and Czechoslovakia on Saturday, 21-year-old Japanese phenom pitcher Roki Sasaki plunked Czech batter William Escala with a 101-mile-an-hour heater on his knee. Escala went down immediately, rolled around in pain. Well, who wouldn't be rolling around in pain? Sasaki felt so bad about it, though, he sought out Escala on Monday, two days later, personally apologized. And even brought him two bags filled with Japanese candy, which, by the way, is awesome as a goodwill gesture. And you know what? We need more of that. Yeah. All this macho posturing, Dick. Yeah, I hit you. What are you going to do about it, punk? I don't have to bat. So forget retaliation. (laughs) Enough already. Accidents are going to happen. Pitches get away, especially early in the season. And I think a lot of apologies actually do happen behind closed doors in the locker rooms. but. It's still great to see things like what Sasaki did. You don't have to bring bags of candy, maybe. Um, just go check on the guy you hit or give him a bottle of Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. You know, after hey. all, the line, the line between a pitch that bruises and a pitch that potentially ends a career is a very yeah. thin one often. You're very right. Hey, that's not too bad because in Japan, they love their bourbon. So that could be a good exactly. story as well. Uh, but yeah, we need more of that and less of the macho. Uh, maybe that's a new tradition. We'll come back with a couple of hot reads for our West End Bureau Chief Gary Moore here in just a minute on 630 WLAP. 
Download our free iHeartRadio app and take us with you. Presented by Isaacs and Isaacs Injury Lawyers. We win.com. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. I'm Martin Hope, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Josh, quote, After walking around my whole life being a mouth breather, I was excited to try Navage. I read the directions carefully, pressed the button, and oh my gosh, what a sensation. So much mucus, so much crud, but oh sweet, merciful air, I can finally breathe you through my nose. Never have I ever taken such an amazing breath in my life. This is a life changer, unquote. He's one of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navage, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town. Do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> hey guys, game's on. Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den. Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the cat's energies go to serving up wins, at KU, our energies go to serving you. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info was all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Heartland Parkway has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrocks is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call their Heartland Parkway location at 245-9504. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Eats. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back as we wrap up this edition of the Big Blue Insider. Our West End Bureau Chief Gary Moore is on board and time for a couple of hot reads. Gary, Kentucky plays Mississippi State this weekend. Check your local listings for TV and radio. Weather may affect it, but Mississippi State has a switch pitcher. What? Not just a switch hitter, a guy who can throw with either arm, has a specialized glove. Nick Mangione said something about, yeah, I got to look at the rules or whatever, because there are rules about switch hitters changing boxes. Should there be a rule about switch pitchers? There is in the major leagues because uh, Pat Vendetti pitched for the Dodgers. 
um, back in 2018, and he has to designate by by putting the glove on his hand, which before the pitch, I think before the batter is in the batter's box, or or maybe after he's. It's a funny rule, yeah, that, that you have to you know show which hand you're going to be throwing with uh, before you throw a okay. pitch. That's fair. Don't you think? Something like that. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. There's some, specific, there's some specifics that go along with that, but that's the general nature of it. I can't wait to see it. I'm surprised there aren't, there aren't more, but, you know, that's asking a lot. Um, as we speak, we're still awaiting word about Aaron Rodgers and, and Lamar Jackson uh, going about their business differently. Even if they've signed by the time you hear this, uh, it's, it's an interesting lesson about how Rodgers and Lamar Quarterbacks in general now, not just 500-pound gorillas, but maybe 5 million pounds. That's where we are with quarterbacks in the NFL. My question to you is, do you see this getting worse, especially because of the lunacy in Cleveland with a contract right. for Deshaun Watson? What kicked it all off? You know, the owners normally stay together, don't they? They all circled their wagons and step Haslam uh, at the Browns stepped out of it and paid way, way too much. And now Lamar wants that kind of money. And I don't know what Aaron's going to get. He's already asking, got a wish list of receivers. Well, well yeah, he's under contract. He needs, to get a, he needs to get an offensive line. He needs yes. to get the offensive line fixed for the Jets. He's got receivers already there. That's right. That line needs help. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they're, uh, yeah, I think Lamar, they're, they're as healthy uh, as the Packers, but Lamar, man. And you know, the thing about the, the Browns, three. it's not the, it's not the total. It's the guarantees. That's, right, exactly. that's the biggest problem. Um, and people are talking about collusion now with the owners. Just because the owners aren't going along and doing things the way the Browns are doing it, that's collusion? That's common sense to me, right? Yeah, and there's people that are comparing what Lamar is doing to what Kurt Flood did, you know, trying to break away from some kind of president. I don't exactly agree with that. He's just wanting guaranteed money. And according to the general manager, told an agent that he wanted 230 guaranteed, Yeah, which yeah. Lamar has kind of said that's not really true but um but he admitted he did true. turn down 133 million couldn't couldn't live on 133 million i don't know how this is going to play out but if somebody and people are looking at ursay in indianapolis he's kind of an outlier with a lot of these uh owners yeah if anybody's going to drop a big wad of dough and who needs a quarterback it might be him stay tuned Terry moore is our west end bureau chief we check him out each week you can check him out on twitter at 955 gary not too far down the road from where you are at Big Blue Insider One. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. You too. And I'll do a thank you to all my guests, Gary Moore, our West End Bureau Chief, the great Doug Flynn, and TJ Reeves, who, uh, along with Mark Wise, he and I, and a lot of other people, lived through the tornado night in Atlanta 15 years ago yesterday, and it was 15 years ago today that Georgia upset the Wildcats at Georgia Tech's arena in the SEC tournament. Back with you tomorrow night. Bumped on Friday for Kentucky basketball coverage. Local coverage at 4.30. Network coverage at 5.30. Right here in the number one spot for sports. That's it. Good night from the garage in Lexington. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Joey, have you ever been in a, in a Turkish prison?